0: Welcome, welcome to another...
1: The official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion, and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself, having written the books. My name is Jackie Rowling.
0: I
2: am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John, and Frank.
3: holding, A pretty magic to continue. <laughs>
4: Okay, it's Pottercast
2: 278, and I'm Melissa.
4: Hey, I'm John, and I'm Frack or Frankie.
2: <laughs> pick one. Which one? I was gonna say, which one would you like? I don't care.
3: I just like
4: both. I'm Frack and then mumble f- Frankie
3: or Frankie. I don't care. I honestly don't care. It's only
2: been it's only been nine years since he started on the show, so maybe yeah. we can pick one. Mm, it's nope. nice
4: though because it's like. It's like we're talking right to you, and you can decide what you'd like to call Frankie. My name is Both. For Frankie, hit one.
3: <laughs> For Frack, hit two.
2: <laughs> choose number two.
4: Oh my gosh, that'd be fun to try to make I like, Could Choose Your Own Adventure podcast somehow. I wonder if that would be doable.
3: Oh, that would be kind of fun because it's mm. like we can like have to John to make John say something exclamatory. Press one, <laughs> <laughs>
2: or just hold on, <laughs> or oh just my listen. Gosh. He'll say it eventually. All right, so what are we doing this week, gang? We're
3: doing some holy chapters.
4: cow. We got the next chapter and the ever nev- the never ending, most likely saga of Pottercast reads <laughs> Harry Potter books <laughs> over again. Uh, this is. Uh, Chapter six, the big chapter. You know
2: it. It's taken us like three months to get to chapter six. No, 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 no. Because it's taken
3: us much longer than three months. to get to I chapter. was going to say that would be a, a <laughs> no, great no, no, record. No, 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 no. Two chapters a month.
0: It's been
3: about eight months, six months. Oh dear. I think, I think this was oh, like boy. November, September. I mean, well, there's
2: been some stuff going on.
3: I'm not. I'm not criticizing us. I'm part of us. No,
2: I know. The – quickly before we get into, uh, finally, chapter six, um, the – did you guys see that, that Jessica Williams responded to the whole apparition thing?
3: I did not. Explain.
2: She tweeted uh, – let me find the actual – she tweeted that um, we should all just trust that something's going to be – like, Do do you really think that she would never – that she would not actually – Wait, what the uh, hell
4: are we talking about for you know, you me that, and everybody who might the, not know? Uh, I'm sorry. In this I'm
2: th- trying to get to it, but I'm also trying to look at it at the same time, I'll which explain. you shouldn't do remember, while you're trying to record a podcast.
3: Remember in the trailer when they apparated in really close to the school and you guys oh, were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ah, and I was sure. like, maybe it's okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. So Apparently that's what we mean by, by the right. apparition I think maybe thing. it's
3: going to be okay, John.
4: Oh.
2: So so Jessica Williams, who you might know from The Daily Show and from Comedy Central, and um, they're... Joe and she are good friends. <laughs> close and, friend of Joe. Close friend of Joe. And now she's in Fantastic Beasts. And she said, um, well, David Yates, a par- Oh, Jess- okay, sorry, I'm going to get this correct. Jessica Williams, personal friend of J.K. Rowling, uh, said to Mashable, who knows more about the Potter universe than the person who created it? Nobody, not a single person. <laughs> and then she tweeted, so like, LOL, what do you mean? Don't you think that will addressed in film? So I guess this is a actual this was an off the cuff tweet. Don't you think there was a reason for it? Don't you think you know? Don't you think she knows more than you do on this well, subject?
4: Listen, Jessica Williams, you've been around for two minutes here. Whoa, like terrible. these fans have been around for over a decade. And truth be told, Miss Williams, there's many things that happen in the films that uh, you know were not. Uh, written to be that way in the books and I'm sure the exact precise location of this particular operation I'd be shocked if in the screenplay from Joe's pen said they operate approximately 120 feet from the front door of Hogwarts L- or they like- lifted
2: it for today or whatever but the point is that that sure sure of it, it is addressed but one we would be not the fans we are, if we didn't point it out and have fun with it and say, "This is crazy, That can't happen. Ah but we have been given ex- like a huge, huge reason to worry about how they treat Canon in the yeah. movies over eight films. We were not we were not wrong or crazy to worry about this. They've done plenty of dodgier things than, you know, than that. So excuse us for getting a little.
4: Well, and it's just fun that, like, there's only so many hard rules that we know about. Like you can't blank in Hogwarts. Like how many of those are there? Like this is literally maybe like one of the top three that I can even remember off the top of my head. And what don't ask two? me for the other two. I, was just- f- <laughs> I mean, you can't take more than two classes at once. Lies. Uh, surely not. Uh, what else? She's she's being. You can't teach defense against the dark arts more than two years in a row.
2: Not more than one.
4: Not more than one.
3: I mean, she's being lighthearted about it, and it's playful and it's fun. Yeah. And 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 oh, of course. And you know, for like, it is interesting. These ones are slightly different because Joe wasn't like giving a stamp of approval. Joe's writing them, so there Mm -hmm. is a little bit more. Probably, we can have a slightly higher expectation. I think now. Um I when just it comes wonder how sp- kind of stuff
4: S- like how precise she's being in like the screenplay and like is she adding like notes to it too to be like now when I say they apparated to Hogwarts you should you should like remember that they can't actually apparate into Hogwarts so you need to make sure that you know where you actually decide to put them is an appropriate distance from the entrance of Hogwarts or one unless...
2: character says it's the ministry they lifted it for a day like that's that's, that's more than likely like, what know? it's gonna
4: be yeah. they're not gonna make the ministry go screw around like in Hogsmeade and Pop through through the underground tunnel from the freaking you know shrieking shack or any goofy nonsense like that they're That'd just going to show up <laughs> yeah. could you imagine every time the ministry goes there <laughs> they have to take the back the back entrance
2: anyway we wouldn't be the fans we are and you know what like we we should always call that out we should always yeah. say oh hey this is a departure from from
4: well, well, if we, we don't know. do that, then what the hell are we here for?
2: Exactly. What are we here for? Speaking so-
4: of crazy ways into Hogwarts, how in the world, like, have we ever not talked about the fact that those, like, goofy cabinets that you can go through that take you into Nocturne Alley, into Hogwarts, like, how did they even end up where they are right now? Like, like it seems as though, like, they would have been used, like... For like an actual purpose at one point, mm-hmm. but then why did one of them end up in Nocturne Alley? But like, I guess that was like Morgan and Burks, and like he gets a lot of uh, magical artifacts from people who are trying to like pawn them off. I imagine vanishing but-
3: cabinets are probably something like that are kind of shady or dark magic-y, and that's why when Draco probably saw it in the room of hidden things. He was like, "Oh, maybe Borgin and Burks can find a pair for it." I don't it's just know.
4: who got who got one into Hogwarts.
3: Oh, I imagine he just discovered it there. I always assumed that Draco. I'm just not comes. talking
4: about Draco. Surely this is years before Draco was born. But oh, then like, I don't What know. was like, the purpose of this?
3: I don't know if it's if it's in the game. room of hidden things and it's Hogwarts. Like yeah, I think it's I completely mean, it reasonable that that could find its way in yeah. there. Like that is and what else was in there that
2: had a port? out of the school i mean that's thousands of years or a thousand years of things right in there
4: yeah i feel like we should make a list of potential magical things that could be like uh called out in the uh, fantastic beast films as like something that is practically you know it was it could have been there during that time period and we don't know all of its history yet because that vanishing cabinet would be on that list i don't know I'm going to start thinking of other things as the think, days go by.
2: Do you think when students, when, when something's lost, it automatically, or when, when the room was there, when some, when something's lost, it automatically went there. So for instance, when Neville loses something and actually forgets about it, like it automatically goes to the room of hidden things.
3: Oh, interesting. That'd be kind of thought...
4: neat. Like a lost and found spell.
2: Yeah. And at what point would it know this is actually
3: truly lost?
4: What do you think, Frankie?
3: I just assume that Elves put stuff there.
4: Mm. Mm. you know how in friends like the girls have that one closet that nobody goes into that monica had yeah yeah and like (laughs) the one episode they go in it and it's like holy crap like look at all that stuff yeah like i I like the idea that the room of requirement is like the house elves just like you know we're trying to get cleaned up i don't know where the hell this goes it's going in the room.
3: have we got official word from joe on if the room requirement healed itself or was it gone forever
4: I mean Hogwarts mostly got pretty banged up in general so like if there's only one room that they can't put back to how it's supposed to go I mean like the great hall had a whole whole But blast remember to destroy
3: it. a horcrux you have to destroy you have to destroy it beyond magical repair. Right. And so the fiendfire was eating it so it should be gone.
2: It should be gone. Plus it's it didn't escape the room into Hogwarts, yeah. which makes me think it is gone. Yeah, because it's kind of it it just...
3: burnt its... it's like shutting a door on a fire and letting it burn yeah. itself out.
2: And how is that the case? How is it all contained? How is it not escaping into Hogwarts? Where is that room in actual physical space? Where does that room actually transport you to? You know?
3: Oh, it's probably like expanded space, just kind of like a version of like the expanding charms and stuff like that with like, like the bags. Right. And then how
2: did Fiendfire not escape into the rest of the castle? Is my question
3: oh no i'm just saying, is it I'm so magical you, like,
2: that it is still there is that is that I, what is?
3: in my head the because the the fiend fire broke the enchantment it's the space the 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 space it was creating ceased to exist but was
2: did fiend fire break the enchantment because if fiend fire broke the enchantment shouldn't it have broken through the walls and escaped to the rest of the school
3: but it but it exists in that pocket universe and once a pocket universe shuts down it can't go in, it, it's, it's gone.
2: I don't know, I don't know. If it's just expanded space, right, then it's actually physically existing between the two walls that...
3: But it probably isn't just expanded space because this is Hogwarts, you know what I mean? It's probably something a little more... Is so this similar to some suitcase?
2: Out. Is it similar to where Janet goes in The Good Place?
3: I would imagine, but even more kind of... I think it would be the same place as where do vanities objects go? You know, that like that, mm-hmm, that riddle? Mm-hmm. It's that. That's where it is. Into everything and nothing at the same time, like it's just they cease to exist, mm. but they don't. Like it it, 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 it's the paradox of magic. You know what I mean?
2: I buy that. So maybe there's not an actual room with walls to destroy. Maybe it's just some. It's just space. Yeah, and, that's, and that fire is raging there forever.
4: Or I think it, that that room is toast, but the like that only that version of the room and everything oh, in it. Oh, interesting. I like that. But then,
3: if that's the case, if anyone tries to go to that room, that fire comes back.
2: Well, that does suggest that the room happens, the room is recreated every time, and that, and that is true, the room is recreated every time there's nobody in because it. Because remember, they right? have to leave
3: it for it to change. So that
2: would suggest that the enchantment is on, is on the actual entrance and not the room itself
3: on the what do you mean the entrance.
2: So like when you enter the room that's when a room is created. No, because right. because the time. room
3: knows. Remember how Neville was the one who got the room better so it could change for him without having to leave like it would just know yeah. when girls were coming and like the house colors and stuff like that. But
4: somebody had to stay there always.
3: Yeah, but it, it but it could still change. So I don't think it's right. you know what I mean it, it can adapt. It's the room. I don't think it's just the entrance is what I right. say. Right.
4: And Star Trek Next oh. Generation the character Professor Moriarty uh, oh, yeah, was a cool. character on the hologram that was capable, somehow, of being able to alter things on the holodeck, um, because he was programmed to be a character who was capable of defeating, uh, Commander Data, so, uh, he was, like, super powerful, uh, and yet he could not exist outside the holodeck, and, uh, other programs could be run on the holodeck, um, even when his program was uh, messed up, uh, I find the the holodeck to have some similarities to the Rimmer requirement. Uh, the Let me know in the comments. Is...
3: <laughs> the holodeck is, in my head, is so much fun, but it's a lot simpler because when you start going in separate directions, all it does is just create a little tiny holodeck for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, not the only thing sure. limited, like the only thing limiting the holodeck, is if you can't swing your arms around without
4: hitting something. Yeah.
3: And then other That's than that, true. then if you have as much negative space as you need for it to make a universe, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I always got confused how like if you were two people in there and they ran away from each other as far as I they could go. I did a whole illustration
3: on how that I think that would works. I should send it to you.
4: Because <laughs> I was talking yeah. to some friends about it at work one time and I did this yeah. whole
3: illustration. I was like, I bet it does this. And she was like, sure. And I was like, oh, well, I think it's this way. And I was very proud Or of just, myself.
4: you know, like what's the maximum amount of people you could put in there? Physically, like, they've had some scenes where like they they had like a whole planet created in there for these people. They were trying to migrate off of their home planet. And like it was a ton of people. And, you know, I don't. It's almost as though it's not real and they're like not consistent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as though human logic is applying to a concept of something infallible.
4: Ugh, but that surely can't be. No. Don't call me Shirley.
3: So,
2: chapter, chapter six.
4: Chapter six. So, yeah, we're going to get dug into the chapter here. Should we tease the fact that we're doing news again if we do do news? Yeah, sure. So, every time we do this, we think about all, what kind of Harry Potter news that we should talk about. And, uh, spoiler alert, like, we're not the ones posting the Harry Potter news these days. In fact, we have like a whole new awesome team of folks at Leaky. Who, for the most part here, with the, I guess the occasional Melissa, who knows. But they're on it. <laughs> they're posting, on it. Posting like, everything as it comes out, and they're super excited about it. And so I'm thinking, like, we need to grab uh, a actual Leaky News uh, team member. Yeah, yeah. And uh, bring her on uh, for a new segment. So that's what we're going to do. We got... Uh, uh, the News with Emma. The news with Emma, or Emma's news. Emma's news? Emma's news, or, or news <laughs> no, news? No, it's ridiculous. it's new or news? We could just call it leaky news, as that was a former brand at one well, point in that, time.
2: that domain does now forward back to the leaky cauldron.
3: Well, let's there call it leaky news, and let's do
4: that. Or we could just call it Potter news with Pottercast, or something. Yeah, or it could be- so the- there
2: are six things it's called. You can pick one. Choose yeah. one for Potter news. Choose two four get it call back
4: choose it, three guys. four in the fan
3: corner <laughs> hit two to call back melissa you just hang up and call back
2: no it's a call back i know
3: that was my joke about the call back you're oh. very funny that was cute
2: so we will be back with chapter six of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone
3: the Boom. journey from nine and three quarters
4: okay so we're here and uh it's me john here with uh leaky cauldrons emma and uh, this is her first time doing the news today, so Emma, t- why don't you say hello and tell us about yourself.
1: Hello, um, I'm Emma, so I'm the senior editor at the Leaky Cauldron, so in charge of all of the newsy sort of bits. Um, I'm from the UK, and I'm a Ravenclaw.
4: Excellent. Well, welcome, Emma. I'm happy to have an English voice on the show. It's so weird. Again, this is, this is very nice for us.
0: <laughs> I <feel so laughs> and Of weird. course,
4: to have someone. Oh, please, yeah. You think it's a little weird? Have you done a podcast before? No,
1: no, not before. No, it's weird, like having my accent. I can feel it trying to change already. So
4: <laughs> don't do it. Keep it. We want it. Pe- people love it. I think it'll mean that you're like have more uh, Harry Potter authority, just sounding like him.
1: I'll try. Uh, I do the Ron Weasley like bloody L a lot as well. So I'm <laughs> sure that will come out.
4: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so tell us what's been going on here in the news. You've been posting it, reading it, breathing it. What's uh, What really s- stood out this week for you?
1: Um. So yeah, I guess I'll jump straight in. Um, The most anticipated news, I think, is probably the free-to-play game, the um, Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. That's coming out this month on April 25th. And they've just announced that loads of the actors from the series are going to come back. So, you know, like Maggie Smith, Michael Gambon, and Warwick Davis and more. So, yeah, it sounds like a pretty big deal. And we actually asked them about this. At a celebration of Harry Potter and they were like keeping it yeah. really on the down low so this is really <laughs> exciting news yeah.
4: Oh my gosh, I wonder like I can't believe they got the big adult actors to come back for that. Yeah. That that's really impressive. Yeah,
1: yeah, especially like Maggie Smith. And she even like commented on it as well. So yeah. Oh, big man. deal.
4: I can't wait to play this. So that said April twenty fifth, mm-hmm. this is coming out. Is this is this the one that you play on your phone or is this the one that's like a video game?
1: Yeah, so it's iOS and Android. It's all on your phone and it's free to play but there's little bits where you can like speed up your progress and stuff like that so oh. they're trying to make it accessible to everyone they said to us so. so
4: if you get sorted into like the wrong house can you pay to get resorted or something
1: um yeah i think you can just like restart the game if you want but yeah oh. <laughs>
4: okay, <it's> probably <laughs> that's probably because okay. someone asked so that if they wanted way. to make more money that would have been a genius yeah, yeah. way to I'm do sure it yeah i'm sure that'll be, like, be in sort <laughs> everybody yeah oh my god okay cool well i'm very excited to play that that's super cool um what else is going on here other than game world here
1: um so we've got the premiere of cursed child on broadway coming out as well on april 22nd and that they've just had their preview performances Um, But there's been like new photos of the cast and the Lyric Theatre where it's being held has just been renovated and it looks absolutely amazing like there's Mm. Patronus or Patroni on the walls and they're literally everywhere and they're all by Peter Strain so the artist that did the Pottermore collection. And, oh and cool. oh my god that looks amazing like I wish I could go there <laughs> I
4: oh man uh, have you seen Cursed Child then in England yeah
1: I saw it in London like oh I'm never gonna get tickets again I know it but, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but.
4: <laughs> I've only seen the second part I'm dying to see the first part <laughs> like we were only in town for a few days and we didn't even have tickets and like the morning of we showed up and they're like can we please is there any is there any tickets and they're like uh okay well like there's two and like they're sitting nowhere near each other so oh my gosh. like uh, like we ended up just seeing the second half but so you know i convinced them I, I already read the book like it's fine but yeah. I, I really want to see the first
1: yeah yeah i mean i can't imagine only seeing the second part because that's where it starts getting a bit funky so
4: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it Funky's was pretty word, weird yeah. <laughs> getting started for sure yeah but uh, like talking about that art again, is this the same person that did the art in the version that I would have seen in London, or is this a different artist?
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure to be honest, but okay. I just know I saw a photo from a f- um, from a person who had visited, and yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the one on Potable. So I completely didn't check. I didn't notice. In London, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely the same Peter Strain it is, so yeah, I'll okay. have to look into that one, but...
4: That's super cool. I'll get on that. Oh, man. <laughs> and, so, and, and this is a lot of the same cast that uh, did the original uh, production?
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's all, like, new interviews with them at the moment as well, so it's nice seeing, sort of, like, their second take on their characters, and, like, what they're trying to improve on and stuff like that, and, oh, Jamie Parker, um, who plays Harry... He just gave a really good performance of, I'm going to say this wrong, Jared Radnick, I think. <laughs> um, he gave this uh-huh. original arrangement of Hedwig's theme, and he played it, um, Jamie Parker did, and he shared it on Twitter. And, oh my god, it's amazing. Like, I didn't know he could play piano, but everyone else.
4: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so well, good. let's, let's th- throw in a quick uh, clip of that here. Oh, that was awesome. That was super cool. We should ma- add that to the intro of the show.
1: I know. Yeah, he said he was trying to improve his skills, but I don't think he needs to. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> it's too much
4: skill. Too good. Um, anything happening with Fantastic Beasts we should know about?
1: Um, So, we just uh we sort of found this date for flamel's death and it's definitely the 600th anniversary of his death this year
4: what a coincidence i know
1: i know and obviously he's gonna be in fantastic beasts so we thought oh we'll do this big piece on like the history of flamel and all this mystery surrounding his death and everything and then how he ties into the harry potter series so we published that and then um the guy who's gonna be playing flamel he like shared it and stuff like that so yeah definitely check that out um, and then what oh else? Oh, my gosh. Dan Fogler. He's been speaking to loads of people in his own podcast, which is Dan. Wait, wait,
4: wait a minute. He has a podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Dan Fogler's Since when? 4D experience. He's had it for a while, but, yeah, it's hilarious, as you can imagine.
4: But- <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea that the man had a podcast, yeah. and I sat there, and I talked to him at LeakyCon, yeah about like what a podcast was. I feel like a total idiot. <laughs> and he n- he never corrected me.
1: No, it was exactly oh, how man. he was at, at LeakyCon, basically. Like, absolutely hilarious. But
4: He's just such a nice
0: guy. Yeah,
1: yeah he is. Yeah, But he's I'm chatted to the... loads of people. He's chatted to like Eddie Redmayne, Alison Sudol, Colleen Atwood. And he recently spoke to Faye Hammond, the makeup um, person on Fantastic Beasts, about her work. So, yeah, he's really good. <laughs>
4: Oh, that is really good. Well, you guys should check out his podcast if you hadn't heard it yet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, wow, I'm gonna check it out. Shoot, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I suck.
1: Oh, there's too many podcasts out there. But...
4: There are quite a few.
1: <laughs> I say, as I'm on one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you no, know, I love it. Like, I actually searched Harry Potter in the, the podcast, uh, you know, iTunes part or whatever. And there's like so many and like it's I think it's cool. I think it's hilarious that you see our cover art there with like an old as like iPod <laughs> from like two thousand nine or something. But I love it. I think that just tells everybody how long we've been in, in the, the store for exactly. so it's
1: retro. That's,
4: that's <laughs> yes, it's, it's a throwback. <laughs> for sure. Oh, well, I think we got time for maybe one maybe two more stories here. So what's what's coming to mind?
1: Okay, right. Um well Oh, Do I go with that one? Yeah. So the history of magic, the documentary of that, we've had so many questions about this and the documentary uh-huh. about the history of magic exhibition, that's going to be airing in the US on CW on April 11th. So everyone who's been asking that is when it's airing. Um, and that's really great. And it features like loads of readings from David Ulyss, Vaughn Lynch and more and it's narrated by Im- Imelda Staunton so yeah definitely Ooh. watch that in the US <laughs> and obviously the exhibition's coming to New York on October 5th so
4: oh that's so cool yeah, yeah. man I really need to get out there this year I think because yeah. between that and Curse Child there's yeah. too much I
1: know well tickets go on sale on April 26th so definitely
4: what Was this the exhibition that was also in London that I saw advertised like when I was there maybe last fall? Yeah,
1: yeah, I went to it. It was amazing, and they had loads of art from Jim Kay, who I think is one of the nicest people, and his art is amazing. But um, this, the U.S. version, is going to have illustrations from Brian Selznick, so the 20th anniversary, *Sorcerer's Stone* illustrator guy. So.
4: Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, he was really that's very cool.
1: Yeah. No, definitely go check it. out. Yeah.
4: great, great. What do we got? Uh let's let's wrap it up here. What's happening with uh this uh, the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Oh, uh,
1: so there's a Goblet of Fire exhibit that opened on March 30th, and that's got like secrets behind all the secret special effects on Goblet of Fire. So you know, like the oh, parting so scene cool. and stuff like that, and all the costumes. So even like Voldemort's costume, you'll see that there. Um,
0: oh my god! Yeah, lots
1: of like demos, and then the Hogwarts Castle model. That's gonna have a little mini Beaubaton carriage um, touching down <laughs> if they're arriving that there's no news on whether there's a damn strong boat there so i don't know that
4: would be so yeah. tricky <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah that
4: that castle is just amazing i know like, have we he- heard by the way speaking of that model was that used more recently for fantastic beasts have we heard about that
1: yeah yeah so yeah they filmed um scenes with that i reckon with the trailer, so I reckon that was definitely. Uh-huh. You can tell that that's the same <laughs> they're using after yeah. that, that. I reckon they're stealing like nights in the studio tour when no one's there. I would
4: think, right? <laughs> I mean, like, how would they even do that? Because they had to have that in front of a green screen or a blue screen before, yeah. so they would have to haul all of that in and light it and everything. Unless cause... they
1: just like made another one.
4: But... Oh my God! Could you imagine <laughs> they probably they got like two? five. <laughs> yeah they are just like being created automatically with like a 3D printer somewhere (laughs) in the back.
1: They've got that now, that's all they can do nowadays.
4: I mean, I'm surprised they're not for sale at this point. I'd put one in like a whole second bedroom. Yeah, I've got got one in my
1: backyard, yeah, sure.
4: Awesome. Well, thank you, Emma. That's fantastic. Lots of news this week. I feel way more informed now.
1: Yay. Thank you for having me on. It's really exciting.
4: Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to making this a a regular part of the show. So we'll see you next week.
1: Great. Thank you.
4: All right. Let's get Melissa and Frankie back in here.
2: All right. Without looking, list the things that happen in this chapter.
4: I could do it. Do it. So, like, wait a minute. Can you guys do any of it? Or am I just going to give you all the answers? I can do it anyway, because
3: I actually did the notes, but they were a we, while ago. We pick ago.
4: up, we pick up. Uh, Harry's still with the Dursleys, and they're mean to him. Yeah, what? And they're mean to him. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're total assholes, as per usual. <laughs> and uh, you know, Harry's like, so I gotta get to nine and three quarters at some point, and they're like, "What are you even talking about? That's not. That's not a thing." Um, but sure, we're going to be in London anyway to get rid of this stupid tail that Hagrid apparently left on our son. So uh, we'll take you. And uh, they drive off there at some point uh, to King's Cross. And they Dursleys are totally, like, crazy mean about it. And they're like, e- but Vern- Vernon, like, wheels his bags to the thing. He's all excited just to set him up for this ridiculous... Stupid like, crawl. Yeah. Failure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, sure enough, Harry sorts it out. He gets through with the help of the, our favorite redheaded family, the Weasleys. Sh- the Weasleys are there and they're all at first, like, this is kind of a neat thing. They're totally willing to help this kid that they don't realize until later is, is even Harry Potter. They're totally cool with just helping him out because he's a young person who looks like he should be where they're going. And uh, off they go. Fred and George figure it out first. Uh, You know, Harry gets on the train and he sits there and like spies on the Weasleys as they continue to have the rest of their conversation, which includes the twins being all, hey, did you know that that little black haired kid we helped? That's actually Harry Potter. And then, and then, of course, we hear like a squee from the youngest Weasley uh, (laughs) who wants to go. Uh, Meet Harry, and Molly's all like, that's ridiculous. That would be a bad idea. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, she tells them all, peace out. She's like, Weasley twins, (laughs) do not blow up toilets. I have to pay for that. It's expensive. Uh, John,
2: you're doing this every time.
4: You understand. uh, Molly's all like, hey, Ron, you got a little dirt on your nose that I need to set up the, the callback for when your future wife shows up to remind you of that.
0: You've got dirt on your nose, by the way. Did you know?
4: Uh, so she rubs off a little bit of the dirt, but not all the dirt. Uh, she so needs some dirt
2: for when a the They need wife a little
4: dirt up. for a future wife. My, my future wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keep going, John. Okay. Uh,
2: this is just my favorite game.
4: So we're on the train. We're getting on the train here now. Ron's all like, uh, hey, uh, Harry Potter. I mean, stranger, is it cool if I sit here? Because uh, there's no other seats somehow. Total bullshit. Uh, (laughs) He sits down to try to meet Harry Potter. Totally worked. Um, The twins come in to be like, hey, this is our brother, uh, by the way. Uh, as if you, you didn't realize that by now, but uh, yeah, cool. Um, and then they start telling everybody on the train that Harry's in there to the point where, you know, they start receiving people in their in their little carriage, whatever they call it, compartment, including um, the boy who lost his told, Mr. Longbottom. Uh, Ron's future wife shows up and makes a whole scene about uh, you know Hermione, of course, She's her own person. She's not just a future wife. That is Uh, true. Draco and his cronies show up, um, and they're like, so it's true, or something. Not quite. Uh, They're like, (laughs) so these twins, they've been shouting about the fact that you're on this train the whole time, which is probably, like, a super good idea, um, because here we are to eat your food. And they try to eat the food, and then Scabbers, like, (laughs) shits his pants, and, like... Starts starts chewing on their fingers, and to the point where they scream and they run out because who wants to deal with that? Uh, so Scabbers saves the day. Um, what else? They continue their way uh, to the school. Um, Harry has a chance to uh, meet like this uh, insane, like shape shifting trolley lady. <laughs> uh, to buy the some candy. Lady.
3: Seriously, she, uh, the most dangerous creature ever known. Yeah,
4: honestly, this thing could, you know, tear the whole train in half if she wanted to, but we don't find that out until like 20 years later. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 19. They, they he episode, buys... 19 episode 19 years one, years that's when yeah. we find out. He buys all the candy he can. We're we're all, as readers, introduced to all the types of candy that we're now able to like walk down our actual streets in Orlando and uh, Hollywood and purchase in a store, which is never yeah. not going to be cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. they uh, you know runs all like I'm really poor, but also I collect these chocolate frogs. So I have they- the
0: same.
2: What? I'm really poor, but I've got 500 chocolate frog cards. Yeah,
4: I have what? to make like a point of saying this like three times to the point where my ears go pink every time you mention my corned beef and my mom and all this crap. But oh my god, I've got 500 of these chocolate frog cards, but I'm just missing what was it? Rigger,
2: Ptolemy, and Agrippa,
4: Agrippa, Agrippa, yeah, Agrippa, um, and
2: Ptolemy, Ptolemy. Ptolemy.
4: Yeah, so, and then here's the other thing I'm very curious about, especially in 2018 with the whole phones hearing the things you're talking about and showing you ads and, like, all of the things that Facebook collects. What is the deal with these chocolate frog cards, The portraits leaving somewhere for a while? Where are they going? What are they reporting back to base about? Who's collecting this, this uh, you know, information? Wait, uh, chocolate
2: frog cards as the original Facebook Messenger. I like it.
4: Yeah, chocolate frog cards, like, Ron doesn't even question the fact that you you can't expect him to hang around forever. Why the hell not? Is there only <laughs> one of him? Does he well, only you know, ever show up in one chocolate frog card at a time? There's just endless
3: like, hall of windows. One Dumbledore has to walk down. Exactly. So, so for that matter.
4: Cards.
2: Dumbledore has got has got 12 spies in the weasley household alone
4: i think this is very suspicious i think that we there's much more to learn about these chocolate frog cards uh it would not be the only type of uh, portrait picture that can pass along information wait Uh, wait
2: what would happen if there was Is it like a big conspiracy a big scandal if the wizarding world found out found out that the makers of the chocolate frog cards were had a secret spy network of the portraits
0: Oh, my gosh.
4: Well, they would say that it was really their intent just to connect all of, the, like, the people in their community. And, like, it really doesn't matter, like, yeah. what they learn in, along the way.
2: But then somebody came along and paid in rubles for, just for, like, background information about right. each of the people who consumed... Who yeah. Consumed- the, the chocolate frogs and, and that's you, not you can't expect the them
4: to be able to keep track of every chocolate frog transaction because that's not the point you know the point's just to get the chocolate frog cards out to everybody listen and...
2: just because grindelwald bought the factory doesn't make it wrong
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man so <laughs> many questions joe what is happening with these chocolate frog cards <laughs> we've gone to a dark place i'm really disturbed um so they show up uh, the, you know, um, they show up to Hogwarts. Finally, uh, we meet uh, Hagrid again, and he's got this magical ability to find every hidden animal, and he immediately finds the frog, and he's like, <laughs> "Somebody, dr- somebody dropped this." Uh, and uh, then they're like, "Let's let's go to school." And then John, that's what they
2: did. I vote that you do that. All the time.
4: I mean, we, we just cut the show in half. I mean, we just talked no, about it all. but now
2: we know what's happened and now we can go and talk and we, about it. things that stood up. Out to us.
4: So what stood out, y'all?
2: I have a couple of things. Um... The biggest thing that I realized on the reread was the chocolate frogs thing. Thank you, John, because he <laughs> yeah. literally is just saying he just. Ha- first of all, first of all, his mom always forgets that he doesn't like corned beef. Have you ever seen Ron like not like a food ever? Any food isn't that, he eating the equivalent that she would of corned make a meat
4: beef? Meat just for him, like the whole family ate corned beef. But doesn't There's he no eat everything? Isn't that, that is like true?
2: Literally, Ron. So he doesn't like corned beef, but he's got five hundred chocolate frogs. When I was first reading this, I wish I was more um um versed in yeah. Jonas because that would have stood out a mile as yeah a clue that this was we should be paying attention to the chocolate frog card.
4: Yeah. Right. Also also count the times Ron lies to Harry. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's their no. first it's their Peter first encounter. lie, does he?
3: What does he lie about? I don't oh, think
2: he sure. lies. I did write next to um Ron's introduction to Harry that like it seemed brave to me, of Ron, because here he is. He's 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 feeling inferior to his mm-hmm. brothers. He's feeling, you know, poor and whatever. It's he's not very confident, and he's going to walk up to the most famous wizard that any of them ever know and say, "Can I sit here?" That's kind of a big moment. Yeah. But he
4: didn't
3: you know it was Harry at the time, did he?
2: No, he did. Oh, he completely
4: he knew because they talked about it outside the train. It's one of those details that is only in the book. Is that? Uh, it's explained when, like, the Weasleys have their little powwow before they all get on the train. Harry's like listening outside the window of the train from the inside and like spying on them like a creeper. But but uh,
3: isn't that after Fred and George leave? Oh man! Yeah, I need to okay. And
2: and Fred and George, I thought this was another. This was another moment I marked. Um, the kindness. That is underneath all Fred and George's craziness. They know mm-hmm. their brother is ha- has a hard time. They know their brother isn't gonna wanna um, introduce himself, make friends, but they want him to make a friend. So they say, "Hey, Harry, this is our brother." And you know, do they're... you
4: think that they told Ron to go find Harry?
2: No, I don't think so. I think that they knew where he was. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, Ron, here's go sitting there." You know. It
4: is just an interesting thing to think about the twins. What, do they go from, like, um, compartment to compartment looking for Ron and finding him with Harry and being, oh, what a surprise to see you here. Uh, and then have a conversation with Harry. I mean, there are a lot of compartments on there. And they're not prefix. Like, what business do they have to be farting around every compartment?
3: Uh, they're Fred and George. You know what I mean? They're
2: Fred and George. They're, they're su- not going to.
4: I suppose. I was always everywhere. I shouldn't have been in school.
2: This is shocking news. I was not. (laughs) I was not either. It was very good. No. Uh, I also put a star next to that. um, I know we had a long conversation about wizarding clothing last time. Yes. Mm. But Harry says he got up and pulled on his jeans because he didn't want to walk into the station in his wizard's robes. This is the clearest indication that he doesn't. It's not like. In the just the drawings where he's got mm-hmm. jeans, jeans on under his wizard robes, do we assume that he's got the school pants on under his wizard robes when he changed, or it's just wizard robes? It's
3: just robes. I'm assuming because that's they I think it is. The wizards make jokes about that, like how that's all. That's how one wizard like kilts because it, it, he likes the breeze on his under undercarriage, or whatever.
4: Wait, are we saying that they're that they don't wear anything under their robes? I
2: think they wear underwear. But
4: but uh, they of course they have to wear pants. No, we've seen these costumes all all the time. No, But we're saying well, but like that's, that's, the that's the
3: movie version where the robes are open. Like it could be like a like an actual robe, like wizard like robes, like a gown. Well, I mean, not a gown, but like a like a graduation robes gown? Always, yeah, they're normally closed.
4: Or like a, like like a judge. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dress, because like if you're a judge, you're not bothering with pants.
0: Exactly. I
2: can see. I can see as more Muggleborns sort of populate the space how people start to wear pants underneath them but i would I think, think that historically probably not i would
4: imagine it also has to do with how hot or cold it is outside you know like i always wondered how what kind of climate control hogwarts had if you for a castle you know it could get damn cold and like like a non-magic i mean they had the to have time.
3: some because remember in six when he gets out of the the lake and he's all wet and doubledore like oh let me get that for you boop and he's not wet anymore, like that's completely doable. Sure, yeah. And even in I, seven, the whole like the weather charm that that Ron had to fix inside one of the um the Ministry of Ma- like the the Ministry of Magic. Remember, when he was trying when he's undercover and yeah, juice. yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, no, he very never
2: good. talks about like the shirt underneath it is soaked or his pants are soaked. He never mentions when he's in his room. I'm pretty sure, his pants. like what
3: happened. It's just the films they made it. With pants and clothes, and J.K. Rowling was like, that's fine with me. Like, I remember I hated those shrunken skulls in the third film, but then I watched the special features, and she was like, oh, they're cute. And I was like, I guess they're okay.
4: (laughs) It was
2: probably also super goofy. It's a goofy look, and this is probably why a lot of the wizarding fashion choices get made in the movies, because it's a little goofy, and you've got to – it's hard to pull off with their – other aesthetic yeah
4: well now jk rowling has made her own drawings of things previously mm-hmm. has she ever drawn a character yes. in their robes
2: yes and i believe hold on, a second. I'm so that would it.
4: be the definitive even more so than like a book illustration which you would think those would have been i mean yes she's given drawn... approval as well okay
2: here it is she has drawn um she drew the tw- three of the weasleys and mcgon and and percy And Mm -hmm. Percy is in the Weasley. The three Weasley boys are in their non-Hogwarts robes. Percy's in his Hogwarts robes already. He's got his prefect badge and he's got a big pointy hat and robes. And it doesn't look like any muggle clothes underneath. So it looks like they're all wearing muggle clothes until they get to Hogwarts where they don't.
3: There's one with Peeves floating above and, and McGonagall like pointing. And the kids are underneath and they're all wearing black robes. Mm -hmm. And there's
2: also one in Snape's classroom and all it looks like is robes and pointy black hats and nothing, you know. Yeah, nothing down the Mm. front, nothing open in the front. Uh, It seems to me that that's the way the canon was imagined.
4: So wait, we changed our minds or we didn't?
2: No, I think they are not wearing pants underneath. I think
4: the the films just take some liberties and now we just kind of lean that way. Oh, because of that whole conversation we had about like the classroom and mm-hmm. the trailer with Dapper Door and all this.
3: I still, D'or. I like Dapper Door. Sorry.
2: Oh, I'm not. Let's I'm not, not mad about get it.
4: into this again. I do I, I never said I was care. mad about
2: it. It looks great.
4: Oh boy. Okay, yeah. so
2: can we can we focus on the fact that within five minutes Harry meets his real family. His like non biological. I mean, really
4: lucky that the Weasleys didn't weren't late to the platform that day. Where the hell would he have ended up? Because he didn't even like entertain the possibility that the very first person he met shouldn't be his best friend. He was just married to it immediately. No, because
3: the very first person he met was Draco. And he did yeah. not, not like Draco. On, I mean,
4: not on the train. Mm-mm. But what if the Weasleys him. weren't there? Would he have like found Draco and was like, "Hey, I recognize you. I'm like, just saying, can I like, sit I here?" I
3: like that he didn't like Draco from the get go because of how Draco behaved. Like he, Ron and him would have found each other later if they didn't find each other on the train.
0: Mm,
4: would would they though? Yeah, they would have. Well, I think you. Agree I mean, with there me, are many that. other Gryffindors that Harry would have found a lot in common with, and he eventually would. I don't know
3: as much as common as as Ron and Maybe. and the Weasleys well, th- because Ron comes with Molly and and George and Fred. I mean,
4: Ron's a pureblood, though. Aren't there other people in Harry's situation in his in his year in his house that didn't come from a magical upbringing?
3: Why does that matter?
4: cause he would have way more in common with them. Why does it matter? He, because w- he might... they would have both been introduced to magic at the same time. They, everything you that's know. new to Harry would be new to them.
2: But having things having the most in common doesn't necessarily mean you be the most friends. Like Harry is very intrigued by Ron's life of being of being of being a, a wizard and Ron is very intrigued by Harry's life of being Harry. They're very interested in each other and they also start liking each other and then they're all really bonded when the when the ogre happens so
4: i mean i think the point that is made in that scene that really sells the friendship or at least maybe part of what harry would see himself in ron is when ron kind of goes into how he's you know, there's been five other of my siblings at the school before me, and, you know, like my wands that hand me down from my brother Charlie, and my robes are from my brother Bill, and even this rat here is from my brother Percy, and, you know, I can't I can't afford an owl, and, you know, even if I get good grades, it doesn't matter because all my other older brothers got good grades, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, here, Ron is, of course loved a lot more by his parents than harry was by the dursleys but the neglect that ron is kind of inferring here even if he might be exaggerating um you know that could be something that harry would recognize and be able to bond with him
2: absolutely and they have a lot to bond with each other over they also seem to treat people with the same way, like the way Draco treats people is not the way that Ron treats people. it's much more in line with how Harry treats people um yeah. and what he likes and doesn't like in people Mhm, and you know he, that's why when he says Drake Draco reminded him strongly of Dudley, that's he you know yeah. he stayed away from that
3: that's the highest yeah. like that's the worst thing Harry's experienced so far, so that's yeah. like the worst adjective he could give somebody,
4: right,
0: yeah.
4: That's it's very true. Speaking of Dudley real quick, this isn't really from the chapter, or if it is, it's only briefly. I read something recently, or at least I think I did, or I'm remembering a conversation I had with somebody else, but somebody was bringing up the fact that uh, there was an awful lot of fat shaming with mm-hmm. the Dursley's characters, particularly Dudley with like the whole pig thing and everything. And the, the, how that seemed to be kind of out of place or at least kind of inconsistent with the other, uh, you know, issues that Joe takes a very deliberate moral stance on. Is is this a thing that we've talked about before?
2: We haven't, but I will, I I point out that there are plenty of corpulent people in the books that she portrays in a good light she describes mrs weasley as plump from the beginning you know true um and there there is there is some fat shaming stuff but i think what she's pointing at more with dudley is he's not overweight because he's healthy he's not overweight because he's so he's take you know because he just right because he just is he's overweight because he has been neglected to the point because he's allowed to eat whatever he wants wants and do whatever he's it's because of gluttony yeah. you know so i think that it
4: is gluttony yeah. and it is like always in a way that it's like he gets more because harry gets less yes like it's i'm purposely you know keeping from harry to give more to dudley
3: well it's it's that what's that line that dumbledore says in five that you damaged him in six in six yeah that you yeah. damaged him more beyond or something like that
2: yeah I think I think there's a difference between that and Mrs. Weasley and Sprout and Horace Slughorn. Even the way that they're yeah. drawn, we should have a whole. We should honestly, we should have a whole episode about.
3: Yeah, this. that's true. That's a, that's a good point because even like Hagrid too. Like Hagrid's mm-hmm. huge. And, huge and Madame Oleaf like Olaf or whatever. What is her name, Madame Maxime? Maxime, yeah, Madame Maxime. Yeah. Uh, like she's very elegant but
4: still extremely large. Yeah, isn't her first name uh, uh, olympia olymp olymp Olymp. o-l-y-m-p-e
2: but then you have you know the the way that umbridge is portrayed as like stubby and stout and there's the difference between her and mrs weasley could not be plainer and it's not their size it's that one is evil and so her size gets (laughs) described in a in a sort of negative way yeah her
4: adjectives are always going to be that way right you know it's interesting yeah i guess that'd, that'd be worth talking about totally
0: yeah
2: we should talk about um, maybe in the future, or maybe in, as an aside to book conversations, I mean chapter conversations, um, issue conversations in Harry Potter.
4: Sure. Yeah. Come it's up with a good, good list. To have those,
3: yeah. Yeah. Tweeted.
2: Like send, having send, healthy send,
4: conversations.
2: Yeah. Send ideas of like topical. We topics. We can call it
4: prob- problematic Potter.
2: Or we can <laughs> talk. They don't always have to be problematic. It can be. It, you can talk I about know. diversity in Harry Potter, which which is not necessarily. Yeah problematic best. get to the movies. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, you know. Send oh gosh, us your ideas. Yeah. Staff at com. Tweet them at us. Put them on our Patreon. Oh. Um,
4: what else stuck out? Is there anything in your notes, uh, Frankie, that we haven't talked about? Let me double check.
2: I have another one.
4: Go. Yeah.
2: Um, we have another instance of a call out to how advanced Hermione becomes in the movies. Because yeah. here we have... Um I didn't know anything about being a wizard about my parents about Voldemort and Ron gasps and by movie 2 Hermione is standing in the middle of flourish and blots talking about fear of a name increases fear of a thing itself and just I'm just pointing just going to keep pointing that out cuz this and has become
3: Oculus reparoing stuff when it should have been Oculus
2: reparo that's
3: right.
4: that's right I love that you need to know like the like latin version of the thing you want to repair in like order to like repair it like right? just say repair this is ridiculous yeah. you're not going to have a word for everything no
3: but that, it says that weasley mr weasley says that in the book regardless
4: but later it's on, stupid
2: later on mr weasley says it but hermione knows it it is stupid that like
4: just say repair it's like yeah it's like somebody being like it's like arania o- overtly formal with their grammar it's like
2: arania eczema expel oh. <laughs> spell spiders you know
4: It's like get rid of the spider. It's like
2: okay kids, here's Just... what you have to do to learn magic. Learn Latin. Anything Basically. you want to happen, say it in Latin and that will be the spell. I agree <laughs> that is a little bit ridiculous.
4: Problematic Potter. Too much Latin. No.
2: No. I don't want to do a segment called Problematic Potter. It's going to go <laughs> <laughs> I know how it sucks. It's going to go bad.
4: <laughs> oh man, as if we're already not on the list. Uh,
2: we do have to what talk do you more mean? about the What'd you say? I uh, said
4: it as if we're not already on people's sh** lists with uh, it's the p- it's potential extendable ears pool. It's
2: possible. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I don't know. I am gonna go to the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in New York. They sent me tickets. I'm very excited.
4: No. Nice. Oh no! Wow. I'm very
2: excited. I'm fancy. I'm super fancy. You.
4: I'm a
2: brick. I'm a brick.
4: What if they're like in the back row and they're just like, this is just because screw you. I'm going to show
2: up and they're going to be like, right, so you're <laughs> so you're selling concessions here.
4: Yeah, here you go. You're going to stand way here at the end of the red carpet here next to this uh, Australian outfit from, uh, you know, somebody's backyard. Um,
2: Can we talk about the candy for a sec?
4: Yes. The I candy the all candy. sounded so fun. It does sound fun.
2: And I know we can buy a lot of it now, but I imagine these as way different than... Obviously, the ones that we could buy, and I'm wondering yeah. what your like my my impression of a cauldron cake is that it looks like a brownie with like y cal- like cauldrony mm-hmm. stuff bubbling in the middle, but that it really is operating like a cauldron. Like there's stuff, like it's looks like it's
3: that boiling. one's a
4: very difficult one to for me to imagine, especially now that I've seen like you know the interpretation at Universal, oh. especially because it's like a cake and like. It's not like really a candy in my head. It's more of like a dessert. Um, And like, what is theirs? Like, it's like a kind of like a hard chocolate shell, and it's got like other chocolate inside. Isn't it it. huge
2: at Universal? Isn't it like this giant.
4: They've done different versions, and that's part of the problem is that in the. What's what's the what is it? Zonko's or something? Zonko's
2: is a joke shop, but ha, honey dukes. It's
4: next to Zonko's Honey Duke's. They've got like this fudge counter that has all these other sweets in there. And uh it's separated from the candy. And uh I feel like they 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 don't always look the same. No,
2: I, I I am very glad that we can buy the best muggle version we can think of, of the candy. How now. have we
4: never like Satin, like had a whole episode where we just reviewed the candy.
2: <laughs> hey, and, like, Universal, we run out
4: and get some candy. They
2: should send us some candy for us to review. They oh, should.
4: I love that. <laughs> they won't. But <laughs> we could. We could certainly go pick some up. Use our sexy Patreon money. I could do thirty minutes just on the Birdie Bots beans.
3: I have some Birdie Bots beans in my cabinet right now.
0: Hmm.
2: Like maybe licorice wands, they they shoot off a couple of little spells, like sparks or something.
4: Why is it? Why do we need things to be? They're, like, magic. Alive? they're magic. Because those frogs f- are freaking gross. Like, I agree with that. Like it's ridiculous to think that it moves around. And then you eat so it. smoothly. Like like, do you? What if you eat it while it's still moving? Does it stop immediately? I Does that's it continue part of the to farm.
2: move? That's gross.
4: Does it make a little noise if you like bite the leg off? i no. disgusting because it's not it It's all disgusting. Food should not be alive.
2: Well, but like, what about Dribble's best blowing gum? What if when you blow bubbles, it turns colors and they float around I mean, that's until you fine. pop them? I mean, it doesn't all have to be moving, but they could do fun things to be magical. I'm
4: talking about anamorphosizing our food. Colors is fine.
2: Listen, the, 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 the movies went there. That wasn't me. Uh, uh, I thought you the told
4: them books. what to do. That, was, that was me.
3: I like the frogs jumping. Ugh.
4: Yeah.
2: It's cute, but I just wouldn't want to eat it after.
4: Like they should jump in like a less realistic way. They should like oh, kind of just. You know what I
2: just thought flop. of is cockroach clusters. Ew.
4: Cockroach
3: clusters in my head look like um, uh, macaroons or, or haystacks, like like toasted coconut, coconut and, and chocolate balls.
4: Okay, I'll go with that. I mean, why did the ha- why did she need to have something called cockroach clusters that was not sold in like Nocturne Alley or something? I don't know. To to who to who would that sound yummy? Dumbledore, to? he would that likes sound them. yummy to me.
2: Dumbledore no, likes doesn't.
4: them. No, he doesn't.
2: It's one of his passwords.
4: It's the only candy like his passwords. Oh,
2: his passwords are all candy.
4: All candy, but I don't like, think d- he likes them. Friggin He would have his email hacked so quickly if he had an email. Like his passwords are ridiculously easy to guess. Like how many like what is the protocol on his office door? Like if you guess the wrong password, like how many times per second can you guess? But how many
2: people? How many people actually hear him use a password in order to start guessing? But I'm just, and then
4: I'm just saying, all you have to do is hear one password, like even if it's an old one, and you could sit there in front of his door, and probably within ten minutes, you're done naming every candy and food you can think of. You're in his office.
3: Yeah, but I mean. I think Harry actually did that at one point in the books, I think in seven or something, but the gargoyle and somebody was like, interrupts him or the something. The gargoyle's like, Oh, it doesn't matter, go on anyway. But I would I would <laughs> yeah, I know, hell? but wait, 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 wait. I would imagine that you know how the drag the, the gargoyle there? He's like, just go on in, it doesn't matter. The, sure. they have some sort of common sense. If a student comes up and wants to go to the principal's office and has the password, they're going to let it in. If Voldemort walked up yeah. and said,
4: like, lemon drop, he's like,
3: hell no, I'm not letting you in.
4: <laughs> you know what I mean? But Do, like, you, do you think, though, or do yeah. you think if he's like, well, shit, he knows the password. I mean, no, maybe I Dumbledore think, gave I, him the I, password. Just like, the, like, just like the, the... Well, then what's the point of having passwords and just but, have the portraits remember who should be but there? But look at the fat, the fat lady. Remember
3: they got all, they got all mad at her? when when yeah. she would open up but then she did have to open up when the password was there so maybe i'm just
4: well she's crazy though that's just like her one thing that she gets excited about like that probably made her whole week to sit there and argue with those kids
2: <laughs> if, i mean you're not wrong um i have another uh, movie gripes if we can move up, move off candy i think movie gripes is going to be my my
4: movie gripes my thing problematic um, movie gripes <laughs> <laughs> movie gripes i love movie gripes
2: uh Sounds in like the grapes. books it says think my name's funny do you no need to ask who you are my father told me all the weasleys have red hair freckles and more children than they can afford the line well, in the movies is
0: red hair and a hand me down robe you must be a weasley
3: why
2: was that better than what is written here
0: isn't
3: this better it's better but mm. it's shorter
0: oh boo
4: yeah, no, I, they do but, probably like short things. But say
3: you say all oh, boo, but that movie is one of the longest of the franchise, and that's the, the first, first one. Movie. Yeah, and so but like, it's and that, it is good, but it- what
2: I don't like is like you must be a Weasley. So find a way to have it like have the spirit. Why can't you say like, you know, red hair, freckles, you're a Weasley. Like just instead of like you must be a Weasley. I don't know. It's just something that bothers me.
4: Mm. Yeah, I'm bothered by that too. But I'm also bothered by the fact that for most of his life, uh, as we're to understand from further canon, Lucius has like a pretty shit um, father-son relationship with Draco. So what in the hell kind of conversation would they have been having to have slipped that information through? Just to be like, okay, just in case, you may never even run into him, but... There are these people called the Weasleys. They'll probably be the only ones there with red hair. No, they're garbage. I fun of this. I them. buy
2: this as something he said to Narcissa or to somebody else that Draco heard and pretends that is. So you think he it overheard him. it? Then yeah. he,
4: and, okay. and he's fronting.
3: Even if he told him directly, like uh, Malfoy's smart. He knows the Weasleys have like seven children. He has a child that's the same age, they're going to go to Hogwarts together. They're both pure bloods. Like they both work at the same place. I mean, and like, I would even argue that like, at some point, like a 10 year old child is so much different than a 16 year old boy. Who's almost a man. And so like, I think his, his, his relationship with his father was strained As he was going to Hogwarts, especially like with Hermione's performance versus his Mm -hmm. performance and all this kind of stuff. Like, so I think as a little boy, he probably was daddy's little boy going around, following him. And that's what took so long for him to kind of like realize, come to his senses at the end of book seven, too, you know.
4: Makes sense.
3: That's That's what I always, like, I think I assumed. But I never actually articulated the thoughts on that.
4: It's just I find it like hilarious that Draco is sitting there like keeping track of all of like the, the different ways that his father's like racist, prejudiced, and like yeah, and some other way looking down upon somebody else, and he's like trying to keep track and make sure that he does the same.
2: I mean, but that's on brand, right? That's he's, yeah. he's daddy's boy, and that's his downfall in a lot of ways. Right.
4: Oh gosh, I feel like there was something else. Oh, yeah, on this thing, and I've ranted about this before, but I, it's the cruelest thing that you could possibly do to a new Hogwarts student to give them a, a hand-me-down wand. Like, of all of the I things. I agree. A book, yeah. fine. Robes, who cares? Underwear, who cares? The wand I care is underwear. not going to work well for you if it did not choose you. It, it's, it's like yeah. I can't even come up with a good comparison to, like, our school – Because there is no equivalent. Like, like if you have a used book, it it would be like sending the kid to school with a book from 20 years ago. And being like, okay, keep up with this class and just use this book and, you know, do what you can. No, I totally
2: agree. If you're going to spend... It it was seven galleons, which might be more than the Weasleys.
4: But, like, pull together. Have a car wash. Have a bake sale. Raise the money for (laughs) one wand per kid. Like, also, don't buy anything else. Well, I mean, until why you buy, why buy per Percy kid.
3: new robes when Ronny's alone? Right, wand, right, you
2: know? right. Such right. Bullsh- right. Don't get Percy new robes. Like
4: but just- Percy's would, probably a talented I enough wizard to prepare nicer robes for himself from from scratch. I
3: would say that maybe the whole wand lore isn't as common knowledge to some people. So, like, like blue collar workers, people who aren't like scholars, are going to be like, "Oh, sure, whatever. a Wands a wand." They might think, maybe
4: uh, they think that. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. And I'm sure Ollivander probably didn't have like an extra long conversation with any of the Weasleys necessarily. But why Heasley. is Charlie
2: getting a new wand when his old wand technically works? Charlie, what do you mean? It's Charlie's well, it's wand.
4: Charlie's wand. Because um, it's
0: damaged.
4: Charlie. If his wand
2: didn't snap, why is he getting a new one? Doesn't Charlie need his maybe,
4: wand? Maybe it wasn't even like new for Charlie for all we know. But I guess, I guess it would have been. Or maybe, like, uh, he was rough on it. Maybe, like, there was a better wand for, like, the line of work that he was getting into. Maybe Charlie yeah. just bought a wand and just kind
3: of like, hey, here's a spare for you guys. And know there's, like, 18 of you in this Or show. maybe it started yeah.
2: backfiring a little bit. And he was like, I can't really use this anymore. And his is now really yeah. backfire. you know.
4: And, like, you know, how shit are his older brothers? Because I get it. Like, Mr. and Wist is... Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, you got all these kids. It's expensive, but you know, for all I know, like they both must make pretty decent wages in the wizarding world. How are they gonna know that like their little brother starting school and he's using this crap wand that's gonna barely work, and uh th- th- they don't chip in you know maybe, like,
3: they don't, maybe they don't know. It's almost as though his wand is gonna be a plot point later on <laughs> in the series It's almost it so could be. It needed it to be. It could be.
4: There.
2: You don't say.
4: I mean and if we don't get we to watch needed him eat an example sluts, then like
3: of just a wand. Throw it out. We needed an example of a wand that wasn't paired with its owner very well. And so we got to see how that looks
4: like with Ron. Mm-hmm. No, you're totally one. right. It just sucks that like it had to be Ron that had to be like that example.
3: Yeah, it sucks that Harry's parents died when he was one
4: years old. <laughs> oh jeez. Spoiler. <laughs> Gosh. Oh,
2: man. Frankie's, Frankie's getting real.
4: Dang. It sucks uh, that his parents died.
2: So, I think we can say that this is a very important chapter for Harry.
4: Oh, yeah. I love this and chapter. And the next is the I love the train. You guys. Oh, we didn't even talk the about the fact that we've been on that train. We've been on that train. We've, that specific we've train. We've been on that right. specific
3: train because the very fir- the first two films... Filmed on, or the
4: first one. Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe the first two filmed on it. The first one. Well, All
4: I've been right. on the mall now because the Leaveston tour has the original compartments that you can walk around in. That's right. I've been on that one Which is well. so flippant cool. I oh, it, oh, I babe. about died. I about <laughs> died. Maybe you go to that was the neatest thing. Ugh, so wow well, many- Feels.
2: next time we're going to talk about sorting and possibly the next chapter after that maybe we can get through more than one chapter in an episode next time maybe.
4: i mean if one of them is about sorting i highly doubt that that's, we'll be able to even true. finish the chapter i love sorting
3: that's, so i'm like
0: Frankie's you, already started.
4: <laughs> what if we had a whole sorting segment where we picked a character to sort once hey i think we should
3: try it again and it would be good <laughs> just <laughs>
4: pretend like we've never done it
3: Everyone just was so stupid back in time. I mean, if you were
4: to compare the transcripts to those sorting sessions, how much overlap would there even be after all <laughs> well, this time? Well,
3: I think now with Pottermore, we have a lot of the information that we can just look at. Oh, up. right. And oh, so nuts. It's not like us. Well, like, we, if oh, if we could try to
4: sort the, sort the few people that we don't know, and then we can tweet at Joe at the end to be like, how did we do? She'll answer. Right.
2: she'll answer. She'll
4: answer. She'll be like, sure, I'll always answer every tweet speaking of we have a whole brand new segment called tweeting with joe where people on the internet get lucky enough to have a response from joe herself on the twitter and uh we're going to look at some of the most interesting exchanges of the past week or or more if it's been more what do you think of that I think it's great. I think it's an awesome thing, John. Go forward. I think it's I think it's great. Frankie, let us know <laughs> the <that laughs> tweets.
2: Frankie, don't die.
4: Sorry. I've been get, trying to get over a cough lately. So, um, let's just as, as a rule, we're just going to throw out anything related to politics because that's half our timeline. We're looking oh, for in- interesting canon/character slash slash fantastic beasts or whatever related tweets all right
2: send them in send them
4: in send in the ones
2: that you want i mean we'll pick it out but if you have ones that you want us to get to discuss and send them in yeah staff at podcast.com
4: or or just like retweet the like the tweet at podcast or something so we see it that's fair yeah
2: all right we'll see you guys over in the drums
4: cool drumming
2: So I have a new podcast recommendation.
3: Ooh, what is it?
2: Um, it's not actually a new show; It just finished its second season. But I hadn't listened to it yet. I've always been meaning to. But it's the more perfect show from Radiolab.
3: More perfect.
2: Radiolab. Frankie, you introduced me to Radiolab. I a love years ago, Radiolab, and you are correct. It is. There are times when I listen to Radiolab, and I think this uh, this show has made me a better person. Yeah, literally.
3: right. It, it's and, just, right. It's beautiful, yeah. insightful, humble information, and I love it.
4: Yes.
2: And they are doing, they do a show about the Supreme Court called <gasps> More Perfect. No. And it's, it is phenomenal. And they do stuff about the Equal Rights Amendment. They do stuff about guns. They do stuff about the Commerce Clauses. They do stuff, all the big Supreme Court-y issues. You always, you know, they really talk about it in ways that really make you understand all
0: the
3: big Yeah, because I don't understand these things and I'm trying. Oh, it's so good. It's so confusing that these big things that affect our country I, I'm, like, trying to wrap my mind around, but then I'm just, I get, like, fatigue.
2: No, you really come out of it thinking, wow, I think I, I I think I really kind of get this now. I mean, obviously not the way, like, a law scholar would, yeah. but, you know, how a decision about men being able to buy beer as much as women led to equal rights being expanded in this country. Really? Like, it's, It's and and the brilliance of Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she is brilliant. It's ridiculous. You gotta you gotta listen, listen. Tell me how it is. Very
3: excited.
4: It's a podcast called what? More perfect. More perfect. Cool. Oh, that's so good. Are we doing that thing where we're like recommending a thing or saying a thing? Yeah. I don't know what the hell I've like engaged with since I've talked to you guys.
2: Uh, yeah. Are we doing a podcast, movie, book?
4: Yeah.
3: Any or all, one or none, whatever you want
2: anything you want
4: marry the podcast screw the movie (laughs) kill the book um i haven't went to the movies uh that was good i wanted to see ready player one i saw it intend to see it have you guys seen it do you like it
3: i saw it and i i saw the trailer and i was like this movie looks dumb i don't want to see it because it looks like they're pandering Mm -hmm. to me And then i downloaded the audiobook what i was listening to when i was cleaning and i've only gotten Mm. through like the first couple hours three four hours um and then i and i was like oh this book is so Mm. heavy-handed in all of its references to the 80s that it's exhausting listening to someone talking about it and so that made me realize like the trailer was probably very accurate to the book and then when i watched the movie I haven't finished the book yet. I really liked it, and then I was talking to the friends, and they were saying, I, apparently a lot of people are saying that they like the film better than the book.
0: Oh, wow. Just okay. because
3: of how the book is written, I guess, can be slightly um, taxing because it's a little overwritten from time to time, and you're kind of like, I get it. Come on, let's move past it. And apparently the the... The main character is much more sympathetic in the film because he was very likable in the film but in the book apparently he's kind of a d- <laughs> so but hey. i haven't read it so that those aren't really spoilers those are just people what people told me to speculate
0: but, you know. yeah well
2: I don't, I don't have a book recommendation but i just downloaded one that i'm starting called on tyranny that everybody seems to be reading these on days tyranny yeah it's uh very well downloaded these days it's about you know life in America <laughs> these days
4: that shared nightmare that we're all waking up the to every morning sh-
2: the shared nightmare actually it was recommended to me on the Rachel Maddow show and I, and I was like oh let me check that out but it's called nice. On Tyranny 20 Lessons from the 20th Century Um, The Founding Fathers tried to protect us from the threat they knew, the tyranny that overcame ancient democracy. Today, our political order faces new threats, not unlike the totalitarianism of the 20th century. We are no wiser than the Europeans who saw democracy yield to fascism, Nazism, or Communism. Our one advantage is that we might learn from their experience." So cheery reading. I'm reading like a feel-good book this week. Cool. You know.
4: I I attempted to do that, and I started listening to Turtles All the Way Down. And um, I'm not very far. But I understand that it's not the cheeriest. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm excited to read it. Cool. Have you read it yet, Melissa? I have not. What is that? I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with it. I don't know it. much about it. It is a book by John Green, his newest book. Oh, cool. About the turtles going all the way down.
2: The turtles all the way. It comes from a Stephen Hawking. Do um, you know what the reference is? I
4: do not. I do not.
2: So Stephen Hawking has talked about the old at an event, he was talking about the old myth that, and you'll know this from Avatar, that the turtle, the universe is all in like a big moving turtle. Oh yeah, stacks. Um, oh. And somebody asked what's what's under the turtle, or he said something to somebody, like, what's under the turtle? And some woman yelled out, it's turtles all the way down. And I, nice. don't, I don't understand the full context of that story, but I know that that's where the turtles all the way down.
3: Well, I've, heard, I've heard that story. Remember
2: before. when we were talking about there was a story about um trump ordering pizza that had little <laughs> little pizzas as toppings yeah. and all i can think of after the <laughs> after the rise of turtles all the way down uh you know new, newfound fame with this book um was pizzas all the way down <laughs>
0: nice. somebody
2: in my office said
3: that pizzas all the way down is it amazing It's funny
2: i gotta i gotta read that um what about you frankie oh you got ready player uh, one ready tv Choir shows
3: one tv shows Things. Oh, New Girl's starting back up for its final season. <clears throat> right. I just re-watched, because um, I really liked that show when it first came out. And I've watched it ever since, but I kind of just binged it when I was on a deadline a couple weeks ago. And I forgot how good that show holds up. Re-watching it like, from episode one to all the way to season six, into season six, I was really funny, and I'm super pumped to watch the last, like cool. I think it's I last ten I like episodes. It's just ten episodes, too. So it's like, they're just going to wrap everything up. And they're just gonna. That's why they're. It's premiering late, in, sometime mm-hmm. in April, because it's just gonna run ten, and that's it. No, no weeks of reruns. It's, just, it's gonna be a nice little run. Yeah.
4: Cool. Well, I started watching, and this is kind of an obvious one because I think most of the country watched it. The new Roseanne reboot. Oh, I haven't
0: watched I have it yet. Is it good? It.
4: it was actually really good. Oh, I'm gonna go down. Oh, I'm gonna go watch that
3: legally right now. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's... Uh, Who well, that in Canada?
4: I was excited for it before it came out, because I used to love watching Ozan, and uh, it is uh, it impressed me. It was really interesting. I'm sure you've probably been hearing about it, and probably a lot of you listening have probably already watched it. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see where they take uh, the characters. Yeah, and, Whitney uh, Cummings, I
3: really like her. She's a really funny comedian, and I, she's showrunning it, and so I'm really excited. to see how uh, it goes because like I've watched interviews with her talking about it And she seems to have, like, a real passion for it. So I'm really excited to see it kind of, like, come to fruition.
2: I had something I wanted to tell you guys, and now I can't remember. Oh, I want to address something that we've been getting in tweets a lot. we've Um, been getting things? People have been asking us when we're going to put our whole library back on the feed. Oh. And that's that's a fair question. It's not up there because we moved our feed so that it was, like, a little bit more cleaned up and modern and, like, in line with Libsyn, which is what we've been hosting on forever. Uh, And as a result, not all the old episodes are up there. So we are going to work on this and we'll get back to you.
4: Cool. And, and I found out... If you would like to
2: help, send us an email.
4: <laughs> what do we need the help about? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> are we <laughs> trying to tr- track down old episodes?
2: No, I think we have to just do some work to get them into the feed. Oh, okay. And that we, I don't know if you know this, but we have 276 other episodes besides this one.
4: <laughs> That's a number. Yeah, look. I heard that.
3: Um, do you it's guys true. know that we're on Spotify? I looked this up on Spotify and I was like, oh, there I- we are.
2: Neat. I signed us up for it. That's awesome.
3: Well, that's yeah. that's kind of cool. That's yeah, really that cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry, that's awesome because now I can go like, I can I have Google in my home, and so if I were to say the keywords, it would listen to me and I could all play it.
4: Not that I want to listen right. to myself talking around my
3: apartment. I'm not that type of person.
4: So if you're like Alexa, play the podcast Pottercast. Like that would work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's happening in the background. Yeah.
4: It might be happening.
2: I don't have one of those. I'm scared.
4: I mean... I mean, who am I
2: kidding? Bring it on. Bring it on. I have Facebook Messenger. I have all that stuff. I mean, you
3: Melissa, you do. It's in your pocket. It's just a knife. I know. It's a
2: phone. I know. It's terrible. No, No. I mean, it's... it's,
3: It's If you don't want one, you don't want one. I love mine.
4: I think about that sometimes, like, the the fear of the listening thing. And obviously, you know... um, on principle, it's creepy. And like when people talk about having ads hyper personalized to them, there's like a creepy factor to that. But if you get rid of the creepy factor, isn't like the most annoying thing about ads sometimes is that they're completely unrelated to you? And it's kind of like the one way to make ads better is to make them like related to what you're interested in.
2: Okay, Zuckerberg.
4: I'm just saying, because I could argue both sides of this, but I really want to kind of challenge the people that just are... Do you
2: want a creepier experience out. in your life? Come talk to John Noe.
4: But I think that at some point we're we're going to be used to the idea of the personalization. Even oh, for Disney sure. World. It's, oh, we're all, it's one guys, generation the robots away. are
2: coming to kill us all. The robots are coming the to kill us all. Gonna the, the
4: robots are going to lose... World's magic bands make different parts of the ride personalized to the people. Like when you ride Small World, and they're like, so long, Sayonara or whatever, like it actually has your name now in like the posters as you're leaving Small World. It does? The Star Wars land is gonna be ridiculous because the Star Wars land is going to keep track of the choices you make on the Star Wars attractions if you're on the light side or the dark side. And then the part of the park is going to respond to you differently if you choose one or the other. How insane is that?
2: I'm sure you gonna can opt out. out
4: I mean hell of course you could opt out But like, We say
2: that now It's famous last words They told what, me I could opt out
4: we'll okay, say, Have but you then, ever watched Her?
2: No have you ever played Horizon uh, Zero Dawn? No
3: no the movie Her the, the one with, It's not a scary movie though
2: I know but it sounds like it's going to be one that's going to convince me That all the robots are going to Oh no
3: but what control. I like about Her It has a really interesting take mm. on AI You should watch it
2: Okay well you should play Horizon Zero Dawn And be as freaked out about the Boston Dynamics videos as I am
4: <laughs> Wait. You creeped out by the Boston Dynamics videos? Are those, those robots? Oh, those talking robots? I love those little dogs that they I'm make glad that you you can't love them kick now. over. The like you Boston try to kick the dog I and it doesn't you fall. You love
2: them. Boston Dynamics is going to create the first robot that feeds on humans. If you
4: <laughs> want to know. In <laughs> my words. <laughs> They're not.
3: Brie, Brie oh also God, shares
4: listen, your opinion.
3: Okay, we can all date it now? It's been episode 227. <laughs> Melissa is officially getting old. <laughs>
0: I am!
2: Oh no! The computers are scary! No, but it's. I played Horizon Zero Dawn this video game and I'm telling you, you will walk out of Horizon Zero Dawn convinced that the robots are going to kill us all. I'm the only robots you.
4: that are going to kill us are the ones that are programmed specifically to kill us.
2: What happens when, when, when they need food and they get it from Biomatter?
4: Bio- they don't okay, need. That's food. Not a thing. That's the whole that's point. Not a
2: thing. Fuel, 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 not food. Fuel. It's the same they're, difference.
4: They're not. We're not going to make biomatter metabolizing computer fuel. That would you be really, say that a really now. Bad idea.
2: <laughs> it was a terrible idea.
4: I have a good idea.
3: Let's make the robots run in our blood.
2: <laughs> not our blood, but like grass. Right. Mad. It starts with grass. It starts with any organic matter.
4: But do you realize how complicated of an organism a human is compared to I'm grass? I'm not saying it's why, easy. Why would they create or harvest humans when they could make algae?
0: They don't
2: understand the <laughs> difference between, there's no difference.
4: Of course there's a difference. One is <laughs> very to complicated to create, and one is super like what? cheap yeah, compared one, to the- I'm not the talking
2: about making humans. I'm not talking about making humans. I'm talking about eating humans. Yeah. <laughs> very different. Very different situation.
4: If we're talking like filling soul gems and you have to like fill your grand soul gem.
2: So the concept of this video game is that the they 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 made so many robots that could self-replicate that eventually the the replication took over to such an extent that they needed more fuel and the robots taught themselves to like, or or somebody taught them whatever to like take in biomatter. So like what they thought would be algae and grass and whatever. But then when there were so many robots that it ate up all the other matter and what's left? Humans. And I'm telling you, it's not impossible. I don't Uh,
4: think that the robots would like choose to sustain themselves on like an organic Substance and not also plan to like create more of it. You need to play this game. You need to play this
2: game for so many reasons that I don't want to spoil. You need to play this game. It's so amazing. And you will be the conspiracy theorist that I am now.
4: Okay. I do like computers for the most part. I do like having
3: unhealthy fears of things.
4: (laughs) 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 I like the idea that we've got like little. I like, like being afraid uh, to
2: touch my phone.
4: <laughs> robots that eat plastic, like, floating on the ocean right now, like, giant ocean, like, like vacuum unlike cleaners. The,
2: unlike the big, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, you mock me, I'm old, this and that. There's also a Black Mirror episode that's also going to freak you out about robots.
4: Which want? one? I've seen all I the Black The one with the little them. dog! I, have I will f- f- just f- say it's a robotic dog. Okay, I'm gonna watch Right, John? Maybe I haven't seen that one. <gasps> it's ever. black and white, oh <laughs> and it is
2: so beautifully shot. Oh and again.
4: Okay, mm. this is. We've
2: gone off the rails. We are completely off it's the rails. It's the drums. Going- the
3: drums aren't on the rails. We're bouncing around on a giant drum. That's right.
4: I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh, right. Melissa has to sleep. It is three hours later. I do. It is. is.
2: It is. You guys are like still having dinner, and I get up early now.
4: All right.
3: Because I'm old. No, I said. All Me right. I said you're getting old if you're
4: afraid of Aww. robots are going to eat you. We'll see. Oh, well, I'm hungry. So, at any rate, y'all keep twilling those dials. The
3: next password will be robot teeth.
2: <laughs> keep it better safe. Keep, keep
3: faith. faith. <laughs> Good night.
0: Missed it. bother you I confess myself disappointed. Now, If you don't mind, I'm going
4: to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky. How the time flies when one's having fun.
3: (laughs) Department of like podcast episode two seventy seven. Exit now.